Disney Vibes Podcast. Talking insider tips, tricks, and pixie dust. For the most magical place on earth, here's Andrew and Heather. Hello, everybody, once again. My name is Andrew. And this is Heather. <laughs> that was some delayed reaction I, I there. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm waiting for you to hiccup this, again. <laughs> this is what I deal with on a weekly basis. Oh, it's all right. That's why you love me. Oh, good, and good grief. For the record, I locked myself outside before, and you yes. saved the day. My Prince Charming. No, no. The funny part was I was in the garage. She went out with the new puppy, Maverick, right? And... uh all of a sudden I hear is Andrew, and I'm like, what if I wasn't out in the garage? I shouldn't answer right now, and then you'd just be locked out in the dog pen. So, actually, really quick, we haven't talked about Maverick here, and I think his whole name needs to be shared because... Well, that's Jameson's doing. Yes. So, um, Andrew, my lovely husband here, decided to surprise the kids and I with a puppy. I'm out of my mind. Oh, no, they ugly cried that they were so excited to have this puppy that they have been asking for for years now. Well, a little over a year because our older dogs um, are 14 years old. One passed away last year. We still have his brother Lincoln, and Lincoln doesn't play with them. So anyways, Andrew rescued a dog it's a half lab half uh mm. spaniel mix he's black he's beautiful don't think that's confirmed uh well when we take him to the vet this week we'll see but anyways we were trying to come up with names and i said you know let's think about disney like what's our favorite things at disney what's our favorite characters or what's our favorite rides and the kids were like oh soren i was like hmm okay well, i don't think soren will be the names but we chose Maverick, and his middle name is Soren, and I like it. I'm Maverick, your jester, end of story. Oh, stop. I win. That's right. <laughs> Mic drop. No, Goose. Goose dies, all right? <laughs> what are you doing here? Oh, okay, never mind. Way to kill the vibe of Disney oh, vibes, Heather. No, 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 no. Anyways, now that she's gone on two minutes of a tangent there, welcome to episode number eight of the Disney Vibes podcast. This content is brought to you by Magical Destinations Travel, bookmdtravel.com. One of our magical agents will be with you to assist you in planning your vacation throughout the entire process. There is no obligation for a free quote and no cost to you ever. And obviously, if you like our content, please, please, please help us out. Provide feedback and a rating on however, uh, whatever platform you're using to listen, whether it be Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, iHeart, whatever it is. We greatly appreciate your support. Now, we know the last time we're a little delayed. It's been crazy here. Uh, just trying to digest everything with Disney Genie and Genie Plus and the individual lightning lanes and all sorts of stuff. And I, I'm still just wrapping my head completely around it because there is so much information that came out, people who experienced it, people who did not. So just as a recap of episode number seven, Disney Genie, okay, there's no more Fast Pass. Disney Genie replaced FastPass, and it's basically an itinerary to kind of give you some guidance on suggestions of how you should spend your day in a park. Disney Genie is absolutely free, free. okay? Free of charge. It is there. If you're not seeing it in my Disney experience, you do have to do the upgrade. When you upgrade your, your MDX app, you will see it's got the whole decor of the 50th and so forth. So Disney Genie is free free 
gives you suggestions and so on and so forth. Think of it as, I guess you could say, your um, GPS. Um, it's really marketed as, you know, a way in which it can help you navigate the park by taking advantage of um, your location and wait times. So from what, you know, we've gathered by reading and listening to people who have experience, it will tell you, hey, why don't you check out, you know, Beauty and the Beast show or, you know, hey, let's go over here. So I think the, the concept is cool. Um, however, there can definitely be some things where you're like, hmm, and I think that's where we can touch upon the next tier of it, Andrew. Right. So then you have Disney Genie Plus, which is uh, a paid version, and we went into all the details of what's included. Basically, all the rides in one park are included uh, with the exception of up to two per day, which are now individual lightning lanes or paid uh, separate from Genie Plus. Uh, typically, it's fifteen dollars and ninety-eight cents. That ninety-eight cents is sales tax. So, and just with booking some vacations over the past week or so, the way it works with uh, as you as you're working with your travel agent, you say you want Park Hopper, you say whatever your base ticket is, and so forth. Your agent can then automatically add Genie Plus throughout the entire duration of your stay. If you're on a five night or a five day ticket, you would get Disney Genie Plus for five days. Your agent is not able to pick and choose. You want two days. To in order to do that, you do need to do it the starting at midnight the night before you're gonna go into that park. So that is then completely on site. For lack of a better term, you have to be there and decide you want it, which I think we talked about last week. And we're going to go into it even, you know, I was thinking for next week and getting ahead of myself with the, here. But kind of uh, coming up with an itinerary or plan of what you could accomplish in one day. I know that, like, what we experienced when we rope dropped at Magic Kingdom, we got through a lot in about three hours. So that'll be uh, a future episode of the podcast. But if you want to just kind of uh, pick certain dates here and there, um, you you do have to do that completely in your app. The day of is when you're able to do it. So the midnight, the day that you're going to go when the park opens. So, and again, sales tax, $15.98. What? I said midnight. That's, that's, that's... <laughs> well, right. If you want, if you want the whole thing, you want to be like, set it and forget it. That's what your agent helps you out. They add Genie Plus right from the get-go and you're done. Right. For your whole stay though. For how many ever days your park tickets that you purchased are for. Correct. Yes. It would have to be the entire duration of your stay. And then obviously the last component of that is the individual lightning lanes where the prices are varying based on uh, cost. We're going to talk more about that. Rise of the Resistance for Star Wars uh, it was the most expensive ride at $15 plus sales tax, uh, you know, when, when Genie Plus released last week. So there's a lot going on there. Uh, and a lot of issues, and people are having all kinds of things with that. And we're going to talk about Genie Plus, but before we do that, I want to talk about Ears What's Happening. Some news came out uh, over the past week. We do know that uh, there's a lot of new magic at Epcot during the 50th anniversary celebration, uh, and they really start to talk about the statues, which we had mentioned before, um, all things 50th at Epcot. And it's, you know, they're, they're claiming that Epcot is shining like never before with exciting iridescent magic for all to enjoy. We know that Epcot is continuing to evolve. It's always a state of becoming, adding more things between the resort's 50th, changing all of the worlds. 
more celebratory park offerings, once-in-a-lifetime experiences, uh, decor, theme treats, new rides, experiences, and obviously the nighttime spectacular Harmonious is the key milestone in this historic transformation of Epcot, which really, we talked about the preview. It celebrates the way Disney music inspires people the world over. And like we said, we feel like it's world of color uh, meeting uh, illumination. So definitely cool. Uh, it can only happen at Epcot because of uh, the showcase in the lagoon there, and it makes everything possible there. So they really have changed it, and it does shine bright. And this is going on for the next 18 months between the fifty, uh, the Fab 50 character collection, golden sculptures, and tons of uh, uh, food. Just we, we always talk about food. I know we do. I know we do. Just I'm, I want that key lime tart at Coral Reef Restaurant where we ate Ooh. toasted meringue. Iridescent shimmer. I will take it. Actually, you know what? I saw, um, I think it was Disney Food Blog. It asked its followers their favorite um, 50th anniversary dessert. And I had to look at it more than once because I'm like, that's not a dessert. Because it was absolutely outstanding what it was. It looked like a, it was like the iridescent blue. So like the 50th blue. And I want to say it was either a, like a cupcake, but then it had in the middle of it, it had like crystals. Hmm. It was phenomenal. I'm going to post it on our, um, our Instagram and you guys can see, I mean, it was, it took my breath away. It really did. Fantastic. <laughs> Anyways, Epcot is now unified in four different neighborhoods. We got uh, world showcase, world nature, world celebration, world discovery. So they're really trying to bring all these neighborhoods together with all these experiences rooted in authenticity and innovation and uh, really amp the guest experience to to new levels uh, with curiosity, discovery, and the magic of possibilities. So very cool. You know, they're trying to push Epcot. We know that Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is scheduled to open. Now, here's the thing. It says opening 2022. That could be spring. Mm. It also could be Christmas. So we don't know if it's, you know, 14 months away or maybe it's six months away. We know they're making progress, but how far that progress is, we're not 100% sure. And obviously, as we get intel, we will gladly pass it along to you. I know we talked about the AR lenses uh, at Walt Disney World Resort with the Disney PhotoPass service, and that's continuing. I'm not going to spend too much time on that because I think they kind of missed the boat on that. I do want to mention for all of our Star Wars fans, the first voyages on Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser begin March 1st of 2022. The general booking, so please call your agent, uh, are starting October 28th. So all of the uh, DVC members, uh, everybody else who's been able to already um, sign, uh, sign up for and, and spend the experience for the voyage on the Galactic Star Cruiser, now it is open for Everybody starting on October 28th. So that means Club 33 members have done Golden Oak, DVC, Disney Pass holders, and Disney Visa card members uh, have already gotten their their uh, invite to to be able to book. And so now it's for everybody else. It is open. And word is it's selling out quickly. Mm -hmm. It is definitely uh, selling out quickly. We do have a travel agent booking guide that we were just checking out recently. Uh, you know, with, with it. And again, this is 48 hours. It's only two days. So it's not, I, I don't want to say it's, um, it's not long. It's, it's, it's 48 hours that you're on it and that's it. So, um, but it's, you're going to be immersed in the Star Wars experience. So if you're into Star Wars, 
uh, definitely check this out. Yeah, I want to say when we were, I watched the behind the scenes look. I mean, it was within five years that they were talking about, you know, creating this. I mean, I'm sure it's even a little more years even before that, but they said the last five years where they really started, you know, developing it and creating the experiences. What did it look like and just bringing all the sets and stuff in? So I'd be very interested to see the reviews that people have that, you know, have like the first dibs on it i guess you could say first dibs got it mm-hmm. um a lot the, the other news i want to mention is more of the live entertainments coming back which we've kind of missed over the past 14 15 months disney character experiences which will really be meaningful for the little ones uh indiana jones is coming back live music more shows you know so as disney reamps their staff and gets everybody back it looks like they have over 50,000 60, 50,000 to 65,000 total cast members back mm-hmm. uh, are, are coming. So, or they already started working. Um, so they're, they're all coming back. So the Disney Junior will be coming alive again. And uh, all the characters, at, at, you know, the princesses at Fairytale Hall and Magic Kingdom. So it's, it's all good news and, and positive there. Indiana Jones is coming back. I, I got to say something. Two things. Oh, boy. Two things. So here's the thing. When we went this past summer, I almost kind of enjoyed the fact that you did not have to, I don't want to say wait online. I mean, because I, I don't mind meeting the, um, the, the characters, but it was actually just really nice to see them just pop out of nowhere. The like, cavalcades. Yeah. I mean, it, it was nice. And I also did, I didn't miss fast pass. Right. I didn't feel like I had a fast pass my way onto anything. Well, yeah. So it was definitely more of like, okay, let's just go here, see what's happening. And, oh, look, there's Chip and Dale, like, up in, I don't know, they were up top in that one in building Studios, there in Hollywood yeah. Studios, you know. And then you would just take a selfie, like, oh, you know, look over here. So I was, I kind of didn't miss that or carrying around the autograph book. I mean, but. Yeah, with the pen that I never mean, works. because we have a, t- oh, my God, that's so true. <laughs> so, um. I'd be interested to see what that's going to look like, you know, when the character, like, meets come back. But I feel like what they did, you know, this summer and what they're doing is a good way to still give someone that experience, that thrill, that excitement of seeing the character. Um, And as far as Indiana Jones, this is a fun fact that I don't even think you know. Have you ever... You've never seen it, the, the show, correct? Not in years. Okay. I mean... So... Way back when, when I went, I think I was in high school, my dad was chosen to go on stage because they take... um, Yeah, the guy who wears a light, bright colored shirt. Yes, and that's why he got called on stage. So he was one of the... the, Neon yellow folks. (laughs) Uh, It was either neon yellow or neon, like, orange, like highlighter colors. Crazy. And he was called on stage to be uh, uh, someone there. And it's more of a... I want to say it was more of like a comedy type thing, but I do, I really would like to go back and watch it with you. I think the kids would, I think Jameson could sit through it. Well, that's the thing. I mean, your experiences are kind of dictated by the age of your, your children. Right. And the amount of, excuse me, the meet and greets. Sure. I mean, they're, they're cool. They're, they want to see some Actually, you know, I, I take that back. I would say it's starting to dwindle, but it's not, I mean, Maybe for Sophia a little bit, but uh, they still like. I mean, we, I don't think we have to wait in line for princesses, but like Pluto, forget it. Brayden loves Pluto because he loves dogs, and mm-hmm. you know Mickey. They still love the the main the main characters. Everybody else, I, I don't know, but um, 
Little girls and princesses, though, or just I would little say girls, like right? She's almost ten. Kids, hundred percent. Girls, the princesses can really. We used to do the the character breakfast, and um, oh my god, the Frozen one. Well, it wasn't in Frozen. Like Frozen. No, but it was in Frozen Land. Akershaus. Yes. The um. Right. So that's pretty much the news. There was some other stuff that came out, but really the focus this week uh, that uh, everybody has been talking about has been Genie, Genie Plus, and Individual Lightning Lanes. It's been about a week since it's been out. We know there's been some kinks. Um, and there's been a lot of positives. You know, there's been some negatives. And Genie Plus, remember, so let's talk about Genie Plus. It costs $15 per day at Walt Disney World. There are a lot of people who think it's absolutely worth it because you skip the long wait times. Now, Here's my theory that we kind of alluded to last week. I think it is worth it for specifically Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom. I do not think you need to purchase Genie Plus for Animal Kingdom or Epcot. And reason being, on day one when Genie Plus was was released, Expedition Everest, which is an individual lightning lane. It's not even a Genie Plus, so you had to pay extra $7 plus the tax or whatever for uh in order to get on the individual lightning lane i feel like it was if i remember correctly it was like a seven minute wait so you either wait seven minutes right or you spend the seven dollars on that individual lightning lane so if that's any indication of how it's going to go now obviously i know this is dictating crowds and the holidays will be a little bit more intense with crowds as normal um, and we have agents going down there. It's going to be interesting. We have agents going there for Thanksgiving break. We have agents that are going to be there down in the Christmas time. So I think it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But I do feel like the the $15 is worth it. Maybe not every day. If you go to Hollywood Studios twice a day. Um, I And I do think like you have to weigh out. Maybe if you're only doing a base ticket and not park hopping. Mm-hmm then maybe it is more worth it. If you're park hopping, you can go back and forth and all around whether you want to or not. But right. <clears throat> excuse me, I think, you know, that's something. Because I know on the day of Genie Plus release, which was Tuesday the 19th, there was a 115-minute posted standby wait time for Rise of the Resistance. Um, but there were people who spent the $15 for the individual lightning lane, and they waited 60 seconds to kind of get into, without giving out too much information, Ray's pre-show briefing uh, for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely worth it, especially if you're not a local and are, are and not going to get to experience it a lot. Now, would I be paying $15 every single time to go on Rise? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And here's the thing that I wanted to talk about specifically with Rise, um, because that that clearly is the the most popular lightning lane right now. Because uh, remember, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is using the virtual queue. If you're unable to get into the virtual queue, you could use the uh, individual lightning lane uh, for, you know, purchase for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. But for uh, lightning lane at Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, it's sold out two days in a row. Sold out two days in a row in Hollywood Studio. Standby was about two hours. So it by 1030 in the morning, the park opened up at nine. You couldn't even get in it. Wow. And, and you know, I mean, waiting two hours is, is, is a lot. And the problem with Rise is it goes down a lot. Yes, I did hear that. So, which uh, to my understanding is if that happens, you are uh, entitled to either a refund or they give you like a, a free pass to come back at any, any, at any time. Any time throughout the day. Right. Um, but that's, you know, 
uh, that's that's a risk, you know, with it because it does it does go down uh, quite often. But with it selling out two days in a row, uh, Disney actually. So what I thought was pretty interesting is they actually changed something by day two, and uh, please do not direct any hate mail towards me as I say this. Um, however, I think they were really trying to put the advantage. Uh, to those guests who are staying on property. Ooh. So if you are staying on a, you know, at any of the Disney Resort. World resorts, mm-hmm. including Swan and Dolphin and so forth, um, you can book your individual Lightning Lane, right, while on property. When the park opens that time, it, you know, and that's 7 a.m., sorry. And when the park opens at nine, then other guests can who are not staying can get in there and start booking it. So I can't remember where I saw this. I rem- it's going to drive me crazy. I now. do remember hearing about it, but was it the fact that you can you have to be in the park at nine to remember. do it, or was it you just have access at nine? I'm pretty sure you had to be in the park. I'm not a hundred percent. Okay. And I don't want to. I don't want right, to misspeak. Yeah. Right. Um, but I do know that. However, Disney changed something. They ended up allowing those for the individual lightning lane. I feel like a lot more of those who are staying on site on on at Disney Disney hotels had an advantage because. It was selling out so quick uh, from the 7 a.m. to the 9 a.m. slot. So I think what they ended up doing was from the 7 a.m. slot, once they hit their max of the individual lightning lanes at that point, they stopped all sales, and then they released another bunch, similar to what they did with the lightning lane on uh, the virtual queue at 1 o'clock uh, back you know, when, when Rise was on, on a, uh, uh, a virtual queue. You had to be in the park, and then you were able to get it in the park after you had to be in the park itself, had gone through the turnstiles, and at one o'clock they released more uh, boarding groups. What I think they did now is, if you're on site seven a.m., they they just let it go. They they don't stop it now for the first bunch and then release another part at nine a.m. I think it's they let it go, and anybody who wants it, who's on site at Disney World actual resorts, can get their individual Lightning Lane as long as it doesn't sell out. Come 9 a.m., if you're staying off-site and there's nothing left, you're out of luck. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was my understanding of it, and they did that by day two, right. which I thought was, uh, you know, pretty pretty interesting because it'll it'll tell you right away, sold out, enjoy via standby. It's no longer available, but you can just stand in a two-hour wait, right, versus and rises $15, you know. I mean, everything else... You know, per person, right, right. I mean, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Rail was about eight dollars per guest, but the standby wait time was thirty-five minutes. I can deal with that. I can deal with that. I don't need the individual lighting. I do like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Rail, absolutely. Um, it seems to me that the most, the most popular one right now uh, is going to be obviously Rise of the Resistance. And if you haven't experienced it, you'll understand why once you do. Whether it's uh, uh, an individual lightning lane purchase or a standby choice for you. Um, but the, the, you know, the individual lightning lanes, you know, there were, there were some issues as well. Um, there was like, for example, uh, that was, this was just yesterday, actually, there was, um, uh, 
Mickey Minnie's Runaway Rail, standby line, 45 minutes, right? Individual Lightning Lane you were able to purchase yesterday. It was a weekend for $10, and your window starts at 4 o'clock. So remember, with a window, mm. you do it's like Fast Pass. You have an hour to get to it with your window. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean. It's just very interesting. One thing that I think what this is lacking altogether, and for someone like you and a lot of my t- me <laughs> type A people, because you like to have <laughs> things planned out, even like when we try to coordinate, like, for example, when we went this past summer, we were able to meet up with like uh, three other families or two other families. And we were able to kind of coordinate like, oh, okay, you know, we have this time to go on this ride, blah, blah, blah. Well, there was no fast pass. We didn't have to worry about that. Well, there was well, no fast pass this past okay, summer. Very true. But hold on. But we, in years past, we've done that though. But now this doesn't give you the opportunity to try to plan out something in advance, you know, as advance. Please elaborate. Like, uh, okay, so hold on, hold the phone. So if we, okay, if I'm going to to Disney, right? Can I get the Genie Plus and within, you know, a week before we go, buy my Genie Plus uh, Lightning Lanes and all that? Can I can I sit there and reserve my fast passes? No. Right. Nope. So um, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like some people like to have like a big picture and this doesn't give you that option. Does that right. make sense now? Okay. Yes. I understand what you're saying now, but basically, so what, it, what you do is at 7am you're able to make your, if you, if you're a purchase genie plus, right. You're able to make your, um, your first selection, right? So you would make your first selection, for whatever the ride is. This is an excellent individual lightning lane alternative. Early theme park entry is now available for on-site resort guests at Walt Disney World. And it's something that you definitely want to take advantage of. Reason being, if you're leaving, let's say you're staying at Caribbean Beach and you want to get to Hollywood Studios via the Skyliners, you, you get on the gondolas, uh, and you and you head there. And what will happen is, in theory, it'll vary based on crowds. But chances are you'll be able to be there um, into the turnstiles and attractions prior to the 8.30 official start of early theme park entry. It, it, it's going to be, I don't want to say it's consistently that time, but it'll be pretty close. Um, some days, Rise of the Resistance has started operating as early as 8 a.m. So continue to check the MDX app and, and the hours. And when you are planning for that unofficial opening prior to 8.30 and arriving accordingly, um, you want to definitely get there, leave yourself enough time, whether you're taking whatever mode of transportation uh, you are you are taking, uh, leave yourselves extra time if you want to try to experience and utilize that early theme park entry. Most of the guests are going to go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Right. I don't think they're going to head anywhere else first. I think that's going to be the focal point, right? Right. Um, I do think that the, for most people, the new ride smell has worn off of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Rail. Uh, and Toy Story Land is, mm-hmm. once again, the second most popular destination. So then maybe, you know, you just, you keep that in mind. So you know what? No matter what, maybe we'll do, you know, the Rise Lightning Lane attraction. So then, therefore, we'll take advantage of going in early and, you know, getting those other two 
or whatever. So just some thought process. And I did like, I, I, I know what article you're referring to, and I thought that was actually very smart. Extremely. You know, take advantage of that with 100%. And, and and this individual did go to Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. The standby line said a 25-minute wait as of 8.07 when they got in. So um, closer to opening and closing, the posted waits are least accurate. Uh, so it could have been longer because they are trying to gauge, uh, you know, how quick it's going to go. But what did happen was there was a constant flow of guests that went through the queue. There were no backups. Obviously, the ride was working. That's always a positive. And the lighting lane is not yet in use during early entry. So 100% of the guests are pulled from standby line versus the individual lightning lane. So if you're early, they don't start the individual lightning lane paid until the actual park opening. So mm -hmm. if you're there, take advantage of that that early entry time because what happened is the first time uh, this gentleman entered the queue until the first briefing room for, for Rise, the line never stopped moving. It's not a walk-on, but it was pretty close. Total wait time, they said, was about 17 minutes, which is fantastic for Rise, and he saved himself $15.98 for the day. So by 8.45, he was out of the attraction and... That's only 15 minutes after the official start of early entry. Right. Which the park is still not open. It's not open. Until 9. By that time, though, a lot more people had come in, whether it be from transportation. Again, they had to be on-site guests. And the line, uh, the standby line wait time for Rise had, you know, jumped significantly. Right. So most on-site guests are arriving from 8.30 to 9 a.m. They still head directly to Galaxy's Edge. And at that point, you may have missed the boat or the ship at that point, <laughs> right? Because the line's going to, you know, that's what everybody's doing. They're, they're definitely going there. Right. Uh, they're going there first. You got to be on that bus transportation or gondolas or whatever it is. You're taking the boat early. You know, at that point at 845 in the morning, the dilemma is like, okay, do we go to Toy Story Land or do we right. go to do Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Rail? Right. If not using Genie Plus, mm -hmm. you definitely do go uh, Toy Story Land. Yep. And Slinky Dog Dash. Yeah. Because Slinky will get up there. If you are, in fact, using Genie Plus, which that will give you those options later, uh, I would definitely knock out Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. That way you don't have to pay for it. Right. And you know what? With Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, I remember when we went, I mean, we walked on at, at times. A couple whether times, it was yeah. more towards like the afternoon, evening. And even, um, you know, listening to some other podcasts, they did say the same, you know, like you really want to get on that, just kind of wait a little bit. Um, Especially because at it night. does, yeah, does die down. And I mean, we'll kind of, kind of think about it. You know, th that audience primarily is more of younger kids. Yeah. And I'd if you say. go on it once, I mean, we went on it, depending upon your kids, we went on it multiple times. Right. It's not like Rise where. It's not as long as Rise. If your kids are into it, you may go multiple times. If they aren't, it's not like Rise where you are going to go multiple times if possible. Because even at that point, uh, you know, this individual who was testing this out only had to wait 35 minutes standby for Mickey's run, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Rail. So it could have been a lot longer. Um, they said 35 minutes, the actual wait time only being 18. So again, it moved quicker because... Before taking that early park entry, a lot of people were just not only just getting there right away, even when 9 o'clock the gates open, where they all go, Galaxy's Edge. Mm -hmm. They basically hit Star Wars Galaxy Edge, uh, Rise of the Resistance, 
and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Rail, the two rides that are individual Lightning Lane paid rides in Hollywood Studio, didn't pay extra for. Wow. So if you're able to take part uh, in, in that early entry, that's monumental. And again, that is a feature that is only available to on-site guests. You know, and then from there you can go Rock and Roller, Tower of Terror, you know, so on and so forth, and, and go throughout your day. Um, but I think that is the best strategy if you did not want to buy specifically Genie Plus and go to Hollywood Studios and you are staying on site, I do think that is uh, a good way of experiencing them, uh, you know, those rides uh, very quickly and, and hopefully you get on right away. Um, last thing I wanted to mention, I know we've kind of been to Genie Plus and individual lightning lanes a little bit too much and Heather's looking at me like her head's spinning. <sighs> There are some rides, uh, a refurbishment calendar that Disney just released. So if you are attending uh, in the next few months, Expedition Everest is closing January 4th, 2022 through mid-April 2022, which they just put that on individual lightning lanes. So I'm kind of wondering what's going to take that place, right? Uh, That's at Animal Kingdom, obviously. Finding Nemo the Musical, that'll be returning more in 2022. Cali River Rapids closing November 1st through mid-December. That's not bad. Magic Kingdom, Enchanted Tales with Belle. We're hoping that that's going to come back in December 2021 since they announced more and more uh, experiences. The Festival of Fantasy Parade, hopefully early 2022. Mickey's Filler Magic will be reopening November 12th. Mickey Mouse at Town Square Theater will be returning in November. They did not give us a hard date on that. Uh, same with Princess Fairy Tale Hall will be returning in November. And the Walt Disney World Railroad, the reopening is still to be determined, but they're saying likely summer 2022 or later. All right. Uh, at Hollywood Studios, Fantasmic, uh, they're they're thinking it's going to return in 2022. Indiana Jones uh, Epic Stunt Spectacular will be reopening December 19th. Uh, Jedi Training Academy, we've been looking forward to we that. have been. That when will be that? likely in 2022. All right. Um, Mickey and Minnie starring in Red Carpet Dreams, November of 21. And then uh, the Launch Bay, Star Wars Galactic Spectacular, Voyage of the Little Mermaid, we are unsure of uh, at this time. Uh, we are going to uh, wrap up this episode. Heather, what about the socials? So come, uh, let's be friends over on Facebook. Uh, you can follow us at uh, Magical Destinations Travel. Uh, and then over on Instagram, you can find us on Magical Destinations Travel Co. And Twitter, Magical Dest Trav. That's so correct. hit us up. That's it. Website, bookmdtravel.com. Till next time, live life, do what makes you happy, and let the Disney vibes flow. Find Disney vibes for all your vacation needs on the web at bookmdtravel.com.